This morning's scripture lesson comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church, and hello to those watching this online and those that will watch this later. Hello to you as well. Well, we are finally at the end of a sermon series. I know, always a mixed reaction. I know, I know, I know. You know, we were supposed to finish it last week, but of course, uh, yours truly had to get sick, and so uh, we're finishing up our road trip just in time for school to start, which totally left my mind that it's coming up this week, which is crazy, uh, and so uh, we just uh, celebrate that. I know some parents probably are excited. Maybe, maybe kind of, sort of, yeah, some maybe not, I don't know, but uh, uh, we're going to learn about that. For us, our five-year-olds are not going to go to kindergarten quite yet, so we have one more year of, uh, of uh, maybe our, what has life been normal, and then we do the school thing. So next year I'll be celebrating uh, this, time of, this time of year. But as we uh, do uh, come to worship let's, uh, our, to our sermon the time, let's uh, say a prayer. Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, the Lord our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, we have been on a road trip, and we're on a road trip again here today, that's right, and so we're uh, going to some other places. Now, of course, as we talked about before, gas prices were up at the beginning of summer, they're kind of down, they're kind of here, and every time I drive past somewhere, it's like, you know, the diesel's like six gallons or six dollars a gallon, and then you never know what it's going to be other than that. I mean, you just kind of drive down the street and you never know what you're going to get. But gas prices are doing all sorts of crazy things. Uh, so, but I know for us, we never got a chance to go on any road trips this summer. And so we're going to be doing one last one here today. I hope uh, you're excited for that, maybe. There we go. There we go. Some feedback there. So we're going on our virtual road trip here today. Now, i got to admit to you that the internet can sometimes be the most fantastic thing ever, right? And, and there are, you know, all sorts of bad stuff on there and all that, but there's some things that just make you, your heart just glad that they exist. And uh, recently I came across uh, one of these new things that I had never seen before. And uh, when I came across this thing, and it's called Subpar Parks. Has anybody ever heard of this? No. All right. This is my, one of my new favorite people, and I want to write to them and become best friends. So her name is Amber Share. And what she did was uh, she wanted to, she's an illustrator, kind of designer, kind of graphic design and all these different things. And she wanted to challenge herself to kind of do something new and practice, you know, the different kind of different letters and writings and doing something kind of with, with, with her design stuff. So what she decided to do, she said, oh, you know what, I'm really inspired by the national parks. And so I'm going to make kind of like a little small design for each, every single national park in the United States and, you know, with some words on it and to kind of be inspiring. And she thought, you know, that's already been done before. So I'm gonna, she had this little wrinkle. And so what she did was, as she was studying and looking at the national parks, she came across what you and I know as the Yelp Google reviews, right? All those different review boards, right? And as you know, in any review of anything, everybody's gotta share every opinion under the sun, including the one star, you know, basically, uh, you know, critique, if you will. 
And so there were all these reviews of these national parks, these places where you go there and you stand in the grandeur of nature where you go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And people went and went, meh. And then they wrote a review on it, right, of which they said some of the silliest, funniest things in their review. And so uh, she decided, you know what, I'm going to put this on my design for each one, a little quote from each one. And so we're going to look at these real quick here today. So as many of you know, the Arches uh, Park, and if you can't read that from back where you are, it says, looks nothing like the license plate. It must be a really cool license plate. That's all I got to say about that. But of course, there's other places that we went to. I told you about the Grand Tetons. We had pictures of that in Wyoming this, uh, a few weeks ago. And so uh, someone on there wrote this about the Grand Tetons. All I saw was a lake, mountains, and some trees. Said one star review, right? It's like, what are you talking about? Another one, Hawaii Volcanoes, one of my personal favorites, of course, in, in Hawaii, right? Someone wrote this. I didn't even get to touch lava, <laughs> right? One star review. Thank you, one star review going on there. Uh, another famous park is Bryce Canyon, you know, with all the different really tall rock formations. Too orange and too spiky. I'm sorry. Got to give it a one star review, right? Cannot stand in the, too spiky, just too spiky. Another one, uh, Hot Springs in Arkansas, says this, don't waste your time unless you're really into hot springs. I mean, you can't make up these one-star reviews, right? A couple more just here today. There's White Sands out in New Mexico, and someone wrote on it, it's literally miles of white sand. Also, Crater Lake up in Oregon, this is a, a you know, extinct volcano that's now just a water, it says, it's just something to look at and leave. <laughs> and then finally, the Grand Canyon out in Arizona. Someone wrote this. They said, it's a hole, a very, very large hole, one-star review, right? And I saw these, and of course, there's many, many more she has, and you can go online. You can even buy postcards and books of this, but it's absolutely hilarious, right? Because the human capacity to stand in front of something so amazing, something jaw-dropping, something so awe-inspiring that when you look at it, most people go, just stop what they're doing, right? And just let their mind be blown. I don't know if you've ever been to the national parks, but I've been to a number of them, and, and every time you go to some one of these and you stand there, and you just look out on nature, and you go, how does such a place exist, right? And there's just something inspiring about it where your soul just wants to sing out and just wants to just glorify the Lord because you realize that standing in front of you is something that you just don't see every day, right? And so you, you can't help but not have the three-star review, much less the two-star review, much less the one-star review. It's got to be at least a four by default or even the five, of course, as you look there and see this amazing thing. And yet it's amazing to think about the human capacity to stand in front of something like the Grand Canyon, which is pictured there, and just see the colors and the grandeur of it and the the depth of it and the color of the rocks and the winding river and the and just, you stand there and you just go in awe. And you just try to listen and it's so vast and so big that you just don't hear anything but the wind, right? Just blowing back up in your face. And you sit there and you think, my gosh, this is amazing. But yet it's amazing to also think about how many people were out there with their one-star reviews 
that just failed to be at all. It's almost like just how are you even human, right? To stand in front of something like this and to give a one-star review. Or in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 that we just read, it said at the very end of that verse, <clears throat> it said these words, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. I really wanted to focus on that second ver word that's right there, that all part here today. And of course, in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is considered better than, and sometime we're gonna, soon we're going to be looking at the book of Hebrews and much more in depth, but basically the book of Hebrews to this point has basically said, okay, whatever you want to put, Jesus is better than, right? Whatever you want to put here, Jesus is better than. This, Jesus is better than that. This, Jesus is better than that. And on and on and on and on and on. And at the very end, he's talking about, the writer's talking about this kingdom of God that we're inheriting because of what Jesus Christ has done. The eternal in the heavens that can't be shaken, can't be taken from us. And then he goes on to say those words, so let us serve God with reverence and with awe. And I wonder sometimes in my life how many times God's working and how many times I'm like the one-star reviewer, right? right? God who's at work in the world, who's doing these amazing things, who just the other day I saw this prettiest sunset with just the sky lit up in colors, and there was a part of me that wanted to go, eh. right? But yet stopped and looked and said, oh my gosh, Lord, this is amazing. This painting that you have just spread out in front of my eyes to see on this very day how glorious are you, O oh Lord? And yet that temptation to stop, to not be in awe, and to simply go, eh, there's more. And I wonder how many times are we really in awe of what God has done and who God is. I know for me I've been in awe as well because uh, the James Webb Telescope has been coming out. And hopefully you guys have been looking at these pictures. You guys have been seeing the pictures? Yeah, James Webb Telescope, you guys are already looking at me like you have no clue what I'm talking about. There's a new telescope that's out there, people, and it is out in the middle of space, pretty much. It's kind of like, kind of around the Earth's orbit. It's actually, like, out in space, not circling the Earth, but actually out on its own kind of planetary kind of thing around the sun. And it's actually, you know, blocking the sun rays behind it, and it's actually shooting out towards space, and it's got such high definition, they can go back to almost, like, uh, it's just amazing the things. We've, we've seen galaxies that we didn't even know existed right with this thing and and the, the crisp clearness it's been really amazing to see and, and uh, they shared some some pictures of just the night sky of places that were dark and they just took pictures of it and it's just galaxies everywhere just lighting up galaxy after galaxy after galaxy and crystal clear vision and you just sit there and you go the universe is so big so great and so beautiful, so vast that our brains can't even comprehend it, right? And yet, we're getting these pictures of other planets, other worlds, other stars, other formations, other things that we don't even understand or know about, and it's being given to us day in and day out. And think about the vastness of the cosmos, let alone just the little solar system that we live in, let alone just the little planet that we stand on. And yet God, who's as big and knows every single detail of every rock formation and every atom makeup of all that universe, knows the hairs on your head. 
every day mine's getting a little less. I don't know about you, but he's he has less counting every day. But he knows the number of hairs on my head, right? I mean, this God knows and cares about the thoughts in my heart. This God that loves, loves and loves and loves so much that he didn't give up, not only on the Israelites, but he didn't give up on me and that there's almost nothing I can do to separate myself from the love of God except deny him that the love of God is constantly pursuing me, coming after me and saying, you are my child. I have born you again into something new. This God of the universe knows my name and loves me. And that God of the universe loves you. I stand amazed at the presence of God and think about this God who loved us so much that he didn't just sit on some outer belt of some galaxy doing something cool and creating lava flows or whatever he could have done on some planet far off. It became flesh and blood, became human, like you and I in the person of Jesus Christ. And that that person of Jesus Christ lived amongst us, taught us time and time again and teaching after teaching what God would have us to do so that we could learn and live that before us and taught us how we were supposed to live and to honor God with our very lives. And then when the time was right, that he gave himself up. I think about that moment where he's praying in the garden, this God of the universe. And he was praying, not my will, but yours. It said that he was praying so hard that his drops of sweat were like blood dripping down off of him. And this God of the universe thought of you and I. And that when that time was right, he gave himself up. He was scourged and beaten and bloodied. He was nailed to a cross. Maybe hang there. Insults were thrown at him. And yet his heart said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. As he prayed that day, I know that his mind must have been on you and I, thinking of each and every single one of us. And as he cried out, it is finished, and our sin was atoned for. And in the temple, when the curtain was ripped into two, that God thought of you. And on that day, when that stone rolled away and the empty tomb was there and Jesus showed up and showed up to his disciples and was just so exuberant and so full of life and his disciples didn't even understand it yet. He thought of you and for me. And even now that he's ascended into heaven, he's still giving us the Holy Spirit that lives amongst us here and now. Living bright, constantly talking to our spirit, talking to our soul, letting us know that we are adopted children of God if we've accepted his grace. This magnificent, amazing, awe-inspiring God loves us. I know for me, it's the greatest story that could ever be told, the greatest story that we could ever know about, that this God that offers life here and now, how can he not stand amazed? My heart always goes out to those who just go, eh, Jesus, don't need him got better things going on in my life, got better things that are going on, and 
don't need room for Jesus in my life, and yet Jesus is standing there. Gently and sweetly pursuing each and every single one of us. For us to come and accept him as our Lord and Savior, to know life and life eternal. To learn to be amazed. I know there's so many times in life where you just stand there amazed. <clears throat> one of the times was uh, recently last year when we were at Disney. And, of course, Disney does, you know, the, in the fireworks at the castle and all these different things. And, you know, if you haven't been there in a while, it's really kind of neat. They, like, they project all these images onto the, the castle, and it just constantly becomes, like, a wrapped package. And then it becomes, like, actually seen from one of the movies. And then it keeps going on and on and on. And the fireworks are going off, and the music's going, and everybody's clapping and cheering and all this different stuff. And it just keeps going on and on and on. And at the very end, it's like, pow, 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 pow. And then the lights get dark. It's like, thank you, everybody, for being here. And the lights come on. And I was amazed at how many people were just kind of like, you know, there's a couple claps, like, yeah. And then walk off. And my wife and I look at each other. We're like, that was awesome. <laughs> right? It was like, it was just amazing to stand there and to be amazed in that moment. It's one of the just human realities that being amazed and being, learning once again to be amazed is a beautiful and wonderful thing human expression of how great God is. I have a gift for you today. You may not know this. You probably saw some books on the way. Maybe some of you saw this. Got some on the back table here and some on the other table uh, on the way out there. I want to give you a book uh, here today. So if you're here, uh, take one for kind of household, if you will. Uh, it's called Blue Skies. And uh, who this is, it's James Barnett. If you don't know that name, he's actually the founder and the CEO of Dayspring, uh, which of course is one of the, it's actually the largest kind of Christian-based company that does sort of uh, uh, like greet, not only just greeting cards, but all sorts of different types of, uh, you know, like Christian kind of uh, decorations and decorative stuff. And uh, they're actually a subsidiary of uh, Hallmark and all these different things. But this is a great story of James Barnett. And basically, he's not only the president and the founder, but he continues on. And they, just to let you know, they do things like this. They, they go to 200 million products in the United States in over 60 countries. Each little product says something about Jesus on it. Let the world know, right? But what I loved about this book was he's writing about just his experiences growing up and going around to basically just different sites in America. Some of them national parks, some of them places, historic things like D.C. or Philadelphia and all that. And what I was so moved by this book was how his whole life was shaped by the awe-inspiring nature of God that he wanted to tell the world about Jesus Christ. And so everything his whole company has done all spurned out of that very idea of just standing amazed and awe in the presence of God. And for him, that was through many different journeys that he took as a kid and also even as an adult as a kid. I want you to take it. I want you to read it because it is a little road trip, if you will. If you didn't get to go on one, you can take one in book form uh, this rest of the summer and as you go. But I love the fact his whole ministry came from just simply being amazed. When was the last time you just stood amazed at God? Just in awe. Just like Hebrews says, one of the proper acts of worship for us to do is that very thing, to just be in awe of this God of the cosmos this God that's right here standing with me and with you. 
cheering us on every single day, giving us something to do and purpose in life, and constantly remaking us every time we fall, every time we get down on ourselves, every time that we feel like we've failed, he picks us back up, reminds us of his love, and sends us out again. This God of love. It's fuel for doing for something great for God. And so let us be amazed. Let's pray. God, as we're here today, we thank you so much. And God, in so many ways, we admit that just like those one-star reviews of many of our national parks, sometimes our soul just ceases to be amazed by you. And yet, God, you still come after us. And as we're here today, we remember this story that once again, the cross has paid our sin, that death itself has been conquered, and that because of your work through Jesus Christ, Lord, we can be in your presence, know that we're yours, and have eternal life welling up with us, even right here, right now, and for the rest of eternity. God, we're amazed by you. We marvel at you. God, as we come to this table, we once again remember these things. 